this episode of What the Prophets Say. It's Christmas Day, my friends, and I'm asking you this question. What is the greatest miracle in all of the Bible? See you for this episode of What the Prophets Say. Well, welcome to another episode of What the Prophets Say with me, Emma Stark, and I'm joined in the studio by Louise Reed. It is Christmas. Happy Christmas, Christmas, one and all. Everybody, wonderful time of the year. It is a wonderful time of the year. Do you feel the most wonderful time? The most wonderful time of the year. Do you want to sing them a little Christmas song? Uh, What's your favourite Christmas song? Well, I like the harmony, the descant, because I grew up in choirs to hark the herald. Yes. However, triumphant. Yes. However, I used to be a soprano mm-hmm. until I started shouting whilst I preached and I have totally screwed up my voice. Now you're a bass. It's not, I mean, <laughs> thanks, Louise. It's Baritone. not that bad. <laughs> I'm definitely not a, a first soprano in the yeah. choral singing. So I like to think I am, but I screech out the desk, can't like a wailing strangled bird. So um, I do like it, but it's not a pretty sound. Okay. So, but yeah, what yeah. I love the most is David. This is the time of year, David. <gasps> Gets his trumpet out and uh, plays all of the carols on his trumpet. So, because he's obviously my husband, a classically trained yes. musician. Yeah. And Wonderful. Um, when I first met him about 30 years ago, he would have done on the street kind of busking. and uh, Just with a trumpet? Yeah, just with a trumpet. And wow. he would have made like loads of money because he would, um, uh, he'd have a couple of, real hits that people would stop to listen to and then pour out their loose change at Christmas to the poor freezing cold yeah. <laughs> musician on the street. But the uh, is it the one that goes, um, the, where there's not a pause for a breath? Um, oh, yeah. Uh, what's, oh, oh, that one. What's, what's that? What's, how does that sound? So ding dong merrily on Ding dong merrily on I couldn't remember. It's such a long, <laughs> you know, on the trumpet oh, that people would pause oh. and he would go... <gasps> Ah, yes, that's and then amazing. people would throw money at him. So oh. um, that's that's the merchandising of Christmas by play, playing a Christmas carol. His <laughs> talents, no, no end. I'm his, surprised he did it because that wouldn't have been good for his fingers. Oh, no, he no. had fingerless gloves. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. The, yeah he yeah. used to get utterly freezing, but that's how they used to make their money. But, you know, there's some amazing words and theology in some of our Christmas carols. Now, I'm going to just say there's some Christmas carols that are dire, but there are some that have... I My favourite carol... I don't even know if it's a carol, but we used to sing it in my church when I was a child. And I, if when I think about it, it immediately touches my heart. And it was called... Can I guess? Mary had a little donkey. <laughs> is it that one? <laughs> it isn't that one. I was having a serious moment sorry, there, Emma. Sorry, You completely stole that from me. <laughs> um, I know there, there are some dreadful... Oh, there are some dreadful carols. But uh-huh. this song was called... Thou didst leave thy throne and thy kingly crown when thou camest to earth for me. And it was, we used to, we only sang it at Christmas. Wow. And then it comes into the chorus. Uh, the, the end of the verse is just like two lines of a refrain. And it says, Oh, come to my heart, Lord Jesus. There is room in my heart for thee. So like it's a real old hymn with yes. the old language. But oh my goodness, it is just the, 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 the idea of the riches of heaven and laying it all aside. He, you know, he left that to come yeah. and the incarnation. And it's just the most 
tremendous hymn. And I can't find on YouTube any modern uh, arrangement of it because it's just so... I, just, I don't think anybody sings it anymore. I've never heard of it. Well, there you go. There's something to, for you to Google tonight. There, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But, you know, I grew up... Um, listening to Amy Grant oh, Christmas yeah. albums. And I'm so nostalgic for that. Um, that shows how you, we're, we're all cutting edge and he had change and then a little bit of oh, backroom Amy Grant. <laughs> anyway. And um, what from Amy Grant? What was on her Christmas album? Um, I've never been to Tennessee. I'm not totally sure where it is, apart from America. And she would sing another tender Tennessee Christmas, Aww. the only Christmas for me. And I, I always thought that at Christmas in Tennessee must be like the bee's knees Amazing. of Christmas. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Christmas is very nostalgic. Yes. But I think we need to get a better thought about well, it. Well, shall we try? Yes, let's go for <laughs> okay, it. Okay, see where we end up. If I say to you, Louise Reed, what is the greatest miracle in the Bible? Which would be in your top two or three or four? The greatest miracle of scripture. Where would you go? Oh, that's a great question. I'm going in a thousand different directions. You, I'm you, trying to pull my, go, my yeah, mind you go to your favourite. Because there's, you? there's a miracle, like the, the, the major miracles of the resurrection. Yes. There's a miracle of creation. There's the miracles of Jesus. But I guess we would have to land on the incredible miracle of the incarnation. I think that is probably the right answer. I mean, it, it the miracle of Christ became flesh is probably the greatest, most dynamic, more than the, the raising from the dead, which in, in, in essence is a fairly normal thing for God who brings um, right from the beginning of the book in Genesis, yeah. order and life and creation um, out of chaos and nothingness. So so life to the dead is actually um, his, his normal practice. You see that. Um, but this word became flesh, I think, is the greatest miracle, which is why I think this season is the season of the greatest requirement to contend for awe and wonder and a refreshing of a thank you, Jesus, that you came. That's not a trite expression. And here is why, and we're going into the bowels of biology here, if that's okay to do. Eh? If um, Mary had had what some think of, uh, Mary, the mother of Jesus, had had a spontaneous conception. Yes. In other words, it had been really nothing to do with the hand of God, but it had been um, a little bit of a push from a bit of the miraculous and she had um, conceived, um, uh, you know, by a bit of a, 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 a shove of God um, from the outside, you would have got a female child. Mm -hmm. It would have replicated her because you do get that occasion. They're very odd. Um, but the spontaneous the concept of spontaneous conception mm -hmm. where, a, where a woman's egg fertilizes itself, mm -hmm. but you always get a female, female babies. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we know that this miracle of the incarnation is not that, oh, well, here's a spontaneous conception. You know that it is not God just appearing in her womb and having nothing to do with Mary because then Jesus cannot be fully God and fully man. He's only fully divine at that point. So this wonder is the God of all creation, of all glory and power and might and majesty and authority, 
who fuses himself with very legitimately the egg of Mary mm. so that he is 100% male, yeah. man, and 100% God. That to me of how God chooses to do that is the greatest miracle and the greatest wow, the greatest passion of God that he contains himself to that, which is why I think in Philippians you get what's written, I'll pull it up, actually, the seven humiliations of Christ mm-hmm. um, in uh, in Philippians, uh, where we're asked, um, as I'm just um, uh, scrolling through through my phone to find the right, oh, um, to find the right um, uh, verse, where it, Jesus takes on yeah. um, the very nature of a servant. A servant. Yeah. Um, and uh, can you find the... Yeah, it's the, two, um, yeah, so verse, it starting at verse six, really. Um, my uh, computer is... Can you read it there? Because yeah, my sure. Computer's this is in the NIV. Ball. So it's yeah. Philippians 2 that we're in and uh, yeah. starting at verse six, who being in very nature God did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but made himself nothing, there taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself. Mm. So you get these concepts of making himself nothing in the incarnation, servant nature, human likeness, likeness being found in the appearance of a man. So really saying the same thing four times in Philippians 2, verse 7 mm-hmm. to 8. And the sense of the wonder of the um, theologians call it the humiliations of yeah. Christ, but the humility of Christ in that moment to become nothing and to to fuse his very DNA, his very self, his very supreme being within that very lowly context. And the, oh, oh my, I need to come into wonder at your absolute passion to restore and redeem me and to come chasing after me. And the sense of the containment forevermore uh, that Jesus is in even in the heavenly realms Yes, seated at the right hand of God the Father, but not losing that physical form. And of course, appearing to the disciples very much in Thomas, you know, see the wounds in my hands and the wounds in my side. And the utter, utter passion and humility and miracle of the incarnation is really what I think we come to uh, celebrate and to fall sure. on our faces again yeah. at the John 1 scripture. And perhaps yeah. the John 1 scripture, and we'll read it together. Oh, amazing. The John 1 scripture in light of that yeah. then is not the... Um, it's not the story of the shepherds, as marvellous that is, or the wise men, but it is the incarnation that we go, can I stop and pause and wonder? Let's read it. Yeah. Um, it's John 1, 14. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only who came from the father, full of grace and truth. Mm. It is an extraordinary scripture. Mm. I mean, it's one that we should have on our lips and yes. and and in our hearts. It's it's extraordinary. Just when you're talking there about um, the miracle of the, the incarnation, just the idea of of the 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 vastness of the wealth mm-hmm. and glory of what God sits in and who he is the magnificence of his character and his being the yeah. ultimate and to 
to reduce himself mm-hmm. to the size of an embryo. Yeah. To be implanted mm-hmm. in in female yeah. flesh and and yeah. a, and blood is in is just extraordinary. Yes. Yeah. And to be carried for nine months, just like the rest yeah. of us. So he identifies with us at every level. You know, he came yeah. through a woman, a natural birth, birth. process yeah. Yeah. into this world. Just yes. extraordinary. And that's only just the very, very be- <laughs> beginning of the awe and the wonder. It is. For me, it's that kind of, oh, oh my, you are the God who is the author of all speech or language, learning how to talk. You are the God of all movement and the direction of the entire universe and you're learning to walk. You are the God who is the very source of all life and being and you're learning to chew food. Yes. And this incarnation story is not just what we said of the divine and the human fusing in the womb of Mary, but those first few years um, of infancy and toddler where the contrast cannot be lost on us and the passionate love of God for us. And I think we are maybe a bit glib about God loves you. But the sheer overwhelming price that was paid, not just on the cross, but in the in the substance of the incarnation. Being willing. Yes. To leave everything, to identify with us at every level of growth and yeah. process of lot of early life to take That's, on the very nature of a man yes. to take on the uh, being in human appearance yes, those so philippians concepts it's an extraordinary level of identification yes i mean who would have thought i mean if you were the the master yeah. of the universe and you wanted to to bring redemption mm-hmm. um uh, uh, and save the souls of of the whole yeah. of the universe what would you choose? I mean, and surely you would choose Conquering King. Surely you would choose Conquering King. Our, and our concepts, particularly from the film yeah. world and, yeah. and, uh, and from Hollywood, would be very different. But mm-hmm. here is an absolute counterculture, yeah. extraordinary example yeah. of the lengths to which God yes. has done. And it is it, that's only the beginning, because then we have the extraordinary level of um, yes. the, the end of Philippians 4 of that pit, that. Um, uh, that yeah. song, it's really a song in, in yeah. Philippians 4, wasn't it, that the early church used yes. um, of, of his uh, his ascension and why all of this. And, and, I, and I do think that's why John 1, which is the passage that you read, um, you know, the, the um, it became flesh and dwelt among us. You can understand why by verse 12, John is saying, or verse 11, sorry, he came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him yeah. because we have not understood or had the ability to receive this level of passionate love and humility because we don't think of a king in that way. Yeah. And so on this Christmas day, as these um, broadcasts come out on Monday and, and Monday is Christmas um, day this year, this sense of can we release back to you in the busyness of, and the press of a season that draws sometimes the worst mm. out of us. Can we call you back for a moment mm. into awe yeah. and into wonder? Yeah. And can we capture your heart to say thank you for the incarnation, the greatest miracle of all time mm-hmm. and perhaps the greatest miracle that will ever be achieved in all of heaven and earth, yeah. the God yes. who became flesh. Do you want to just pray that over the people today? Yeah, sure.
Lord, the first thing we say is we are in awe and mm -hmm. we are thankful uh, beyond words. And Lord, as you came, the, as the word became mm -hmm. flesh and dwelt among us, and we see your glory, the glory of the one and only Son. And Lord, we right now gaze on your beauty and your mm -hmm. preciousness. And even at this Christmas time, we say, oh, will you go public with your beauty? May the manifestation of the magnificence and the excellence yeah. and the preeminence of who you are be our portion mm -hmm. and be our delight this mm -hmm. Christmas. And Lord, as you came full of grace and truth, may grace and truth fill our homes mm -hmm. with the presence of God, the presence of the, the Holy Trinity among us. May that be our portion and our delight this Christmas in Jesus' name. So we cause the scales wrongfully given in this season to come off your yeah. eyes. Yeah. And we loose you into awe, wonder, and gratitude mm -hmm. in Jesus the Savior's name. Amen. Amen. Happy Amen. Christmas. Thank you for joining us for another episode, a Christmas blessing episode of What the Prophet Say. Yeah. We'll see you next week, which will be New, New Year. Year. Yes. Yes. Bye. Wonderful. Bye. Join us for Start the Year Right 2024 with Emma Stark, Sam Robertson, Jane Hammond, and other invited guests. We're going to be diving into the deep waters of what God is saying for this strategic and key year. You will get strategy for your life and be equipped to overcome in the days ahead. Join us in Glasgow in Scotland for this landmark event.